Andy Katz updates his top 10 list of candidates to win National Player of the Year. Where does EJ Liddell fall in this mix? Why Cade Stover is going to be huge for the Buckeye defense. And my wish for the basketball team, all that and more right here on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Wednesday, February 16th in the year 2022, and I would like to thank every person out there for making Locked On Buckeyes their first listen of every single day. At the end of the Michigan win, Chris Holtman talked about why EJ Liddell should be in the conversation to win Big Ten Player of the Year. But there are other awards out there, some that have national notoriety and attention, and EJ Liddell is playing like somebody that might win a national award or two this year. May it be for the position that he plays, or may it be National Player of the Year? Well, Andy Katz, one of the best college basketball analysts out there in the country, he recently released, released his top 10 candidates to win National Player of the Year. And EJ Liddell is in this mix. No, he's not number 10. No, he's not number one. But he falls at number five in this list. To go 10 through one and let you know what Andy Katz thinks the top 10 candidates in this order are to a National Player of the Year. Benedict Martin. From Arizona, Jaden Ivey from Purdue is number nine. Benedict is number 10. Drew Timmy from Gonzaga is number eight. Jabari Smith from Auburn is number seven. Keegan Murray from Iowa is number six. EJ Liddell is number five. Kofi Coburn, number four from Illinois. O'Shea Agbaji from Kansas is number three. Johnny Davis is number two. Then Oscar Shibwe from Kentucky is number one. First thought that comes into my mind for looking at this list is everybody here is immensely talented and they have been doing their thing all year long in college basketball at Gonzaga yes Chet Holmgren is going to get a lot of the attention but let's not forget Drew Timmy because that man he can hoop remember we talk about the different rankings of hoopers and basketball players Drew Timmy is a hooper and he hoops and he does this thing for the Zags night in and night out another thing that pops out in, in my head is how many Big Ten players are here? We talk about it all the time. The Big Ten, it's hard to play basketball here. It's tough to win basketball games in this league. But there's Jaden Ivey, number nine. Keegan Murray, number six from Iowa. Somebody who the Buckeyes will have to face this coming Saturday. EJ Liddell, number five. Kofi Coburn, number four. Johnny Davis, number two. This league is littered and filled with numerous really big, huge talents. And EJ Liddell might be the one that gets overlooked the most, but he might be one of the best, and I'm going to say it, one of the best two-way players in this league. Here is what Andy Katz had to say about EJ Liddell and him falling into the number five slot in this list. He gives a, gives a quote and then more of an explanation as well. Quote, he's playing like a first-team All-American End quote. And I cannot disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I believe that's 100% accurate. Here's more of an explanation about why Andy Katz put Liddell in the number five spot. Liddell does it all for Ohio State. He averages nearly 10 more points per game than the Buckeyes' second leading score, 20.1 points per game, compared to Malachi Branham's 10.7. 
He's their leading rebounder, 7.5 per game, and he also averages nearly three assists and two and a half blocks per game. I like the defensive aspect of, of Liddell. Everyone's going to marvel his rebounding ability. Everyone's going to marvel at his offense, of, at, of his ability on offense to score at different levels. But I think one thing that sets him apart from numerous people in college basketball athletes is his ability to do it on both ends of the court. There's a lot of athletes out there. You can look at the NBA level. You can look at the college level. It doesn't matter what level you're watching the basketball being played at. You're going to find guys, they might kill it on one end. They might score 30 points, get you 10 assists, get eight rebounds. But on defense, they're just, they're just there, just taking up space. They're not really following the defense. They're not following what the coach wants. They are literally just there. You might get somebody that is a defensive stopper. Well, I know, going back to my younger days, Ruben Patterson from the Portland Trailblazers trying to say he was the Kobe stopper. Okay, Ruben Patterson, who won that series? And uh, how many, what did Kobe do on the court? Enough said. But there are players that are defensive stoppers, and that's where they make their name at the level at, that they are at. They're just defensive guys. That's perfectly fine. Tony Allen in the NBA. I love Tony Allen's game. I love the way he plays defense, but he's a defensive guy. When you look at EJ Liddell, you can't pinpoint him and say he only does it on offense or he only does it on defense or on defense he only has chase down blocks or he only has the blocks and doesn't do anything else. Liddell's one of those guys that's a do-it-all kind of guy, a jack-of-all-trades, and there's a reason. Not that Chris Holtman pounded the table, not literally, but figuratively. Well, actually, it was literally. He did pound the table a couple times during his little rant. But there's a reason why Chris Holtman took the time and detailed out why EJ Liddell should be in the Big Ten Player of the Year conversation because of his ability to get it done on both ends of the court, night in and night out. That's one thing I do believe. The NBA scouts last year as Liddell and Washington Jr. went through the pre-draft process. Liddell ultimately came back to school. EJ Liddell ended up I do believe they ended up talking to him about his defense and saying you need to improve on the defensive end. That's one thing you need to do. And I think that he took that to heart. And we're seeing right now a player that is flourishing and getting better and better and better. And I don't think we've seen the best plays or best game from EJ Liddell yet. The Buckeyes have a full schedule the rest of the way through March 6th, and they play the team up north once again, then the Big Ten Conference Tournament and the NCAA Tournament. One thing EJ Liddell does not want to do is, one, he does not want to go ringless throughout the rest of the year, not winning the, the regular season title in the Big Ten, not winning the conference title, uh, conference tournament title, or not winning the NCAA Tournament. He wants to get a ring at some point throughout the rest of the season. But then also, number two, he wants to show the world and remind everybody what he has done, who he is as a player, and that he is one of the best players in the country during this season. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Bill Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Bill Bars are covered in 100% 
real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, or wherever they are. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Go to Built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and it's all one word to receive 15% off your next order. Once again, go to built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. Guys on YouTube, you guys continue to kill it. And I just quickly want to say thank you for that. There's a challenge out there for everyone listening or watching. It doesn't matter if you're an audio listener or if you're a watcher on YouTube. Head to YouTube, hit that subscribe button. I challenged you, everybody listening or watching this podcast, get this channel to 1,000 subscriptions by the beginning of the NFL draft. That's a ways away. I have seen the growth. I think we can do it, but it's going to take you, your help, you telling your friends, if you have multiple YouTube channels, that go ahead and have, subscribe to the, this channel on all the channels that you have but locked on Buckeyes podcast is growing. I want to say thank you. The YouTube page is or YouTube channel is in the top 10 of all college football or college shows on the locked on podcast network. And that's a testament to you. Let's get into the top eight, top six. Let's get to the top five. Let's climb to the very top. It's going to take you doing your part as well as I do mine. This Ohio State football defense, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of hoopla, if you may want to say, about what the defense might be, who might be on the defense, where these players might be, and how who might step up. And I think there's one player that's going to be possibly the biggest newcomer on the Ohio State defense. And I say newcomer. Yes, he did start Cade Stover. He did start one game last year, but he was not a – focal point or a big piece of this defense throughout the entirety or a big portion of the 2021 football season. So I do want to say Kate Stover is a newcomer to the defense, which makes me think about how important he will be to the defense this year. There's a couple things that Kate Stover is going to bring over that not many guys can bring over while playing on defense. It's something that we saw quickly. I mean, very quickly with Steel Chambers last year, and I do think we're going to see the same thing with Cade Stover. When you're going from offense to defense, and you're at that level, and Cade Stover was a starter, if you, if you want to go two tight end set, not really a starter, but he was the first tight end off the bench, and I mean, and Ohio State utilized the two tight end set quite a bit, so he did get a lot of run. Steel Chambers didn't get as much run, but he had the instincts of a running back. When you get somebody that's going from the offensive side of the ball to the defensive side of the ball, and they've gotten a lot of run at that position on offense, there's going to be some instincts that are there. They're going to know what the defense might do in this situation, and they, they're going to know how to attack a defense. Now, if you, if you flip that around, they've played offense. They know what offensive linemen's tend tendencies are. They know the language and the lingo in the huddle. They know the things that maybe somebody that's on defense, never played offense, might not understand. There's an instinct that comes in there. There's also a knowledge that comes with being somebody that goes from one side of the ball to the other. 
But I firmly think there's another huge reason, not so much the instincts that go involved in football, but Cade Stover is somebody that feels like the handcuffs have been taken off. He has not been, he was never held down, but it's hard to be a free man on the offensive side of the ball. Let me explain. So on offense, things are very, very structured. You might come out, two receivers to the right, one receiver to the left. You might have one tight end who's on the right side, which is now trips, but you have a, a trips with a tight end. Um, you might have a shotgun with a running back to the left of the quarterback. Very, very structured. You have five offensive linemen. Um, you have to have so many, off, so many offensive players on the line of scrimmage. At the snap of the ball, everybody has an assignment. Now, it's the same way on defense, but things are very structured. If you have one false step, Run wrong step on offense, it's quickly noted, and the coach will get on you in the film session. Now, some of those same things go on the defensive side of the ball, but a lot of what happens on defense, you have more free reign. You more have the ability to sometimes, may I say it, freelance. Don't do the Troy Paula Baller type of freelancing. Uh, I don't think a lot of guys in college have that type of ability. I don't think they have that much freedom that's given to them by their coach. However, you can sometimes freelance. You're not so much locked into, hey, um, foot goes back. You have to go back and motion to the left, and then go motion back to the right. At the snap of the ball, you're blocking whatever corner is right there in the slot. There's no corner. Look back inside and block the either the linebacker coming over or the safety coming down and block that person. Things on offense are very, very structured. Now, sometimes you get a freelancer. Um, Stroud has freelance. Fields has uh, Justin Fields has freelance. Um, we're going to go back 10 years from now. Johnny Manziel freelanced all the time, which is the only way he was able to do anything on the football field. He had to freelance, and that's just what he did. But you have more ability to freelance on defense. And one reason guys on defense like playing defense is because they, they feel like there's no handcuffs on them. I mean, there's no shackles on their feet, and they can dance. They don't have those types of things. They don't have the, the ability to, oh, man, I got I to do this. But he's, no, 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 the, the play is this. No, no, no. They have the ability to freelance to a degree. And I do think with defense, you're just kind of reacting. You're not the one that's doing the thing. You're not the one that's dictating things. You're reacting. But also with reacting, you can't dictate. And we saw very quickly, very quickly in the Rose Bowl, when Cade Stover is able to not have those handcuffs on him and he's not having those shackles on his feet so he can dance, and if Cade Stover is doing all of these things that he wants to do at a linebacker that make good linebackers in college great once they get to the NFL or they make great linebackers Hall of Famers either at the collegiate level or the NFL level, they feel like they are not held back. They feel like they are not held down they feel like they could be the best player they can be based on what's going on on the field and the ability on defense because you've got to have a few screws loose but in that the coach knows there might be a time or two that so-and-so might do something that I told them not to do but in them doing that's going to be amazing I remember I believe Joey Bosa was that way where sometimes he just did his own thing I mean at some point your coach is kind of like he ain't going to do it, man. I mean, he ain't going to do what I tell him to do. I, I just got to roll with it. And Joey Bosa was that guy. So it was a guy I played football with by the name of Baron McCullough. My sophomore year, well, I didn't play with him. He was on varsity. I was on JV. And uh, on Friday nights, I remember watching Baron McCullough, number 33, outside linebacker. We ran a 4-4 defense 
This was back in the year 2004. And I remember Baron McCullough on out there in practice and even on the field. He was more of a true strong safety, but they walked up the strong safety into the 4-4, moved the other three linebackers over. And Baron McCullough was known for doing his own thing. I mean, Coach Carrico was a defensive coordinator and linebackers coach, sim- similar to Jim, to Jim Knowles. Everybody knew Baron McCullough was going to do his own thing. And at some point in practice, you kind of got to realize, we can't hold him back. We can't stop him. Ain't nothing we can do to change Baron McCullough's mind for Baron McCullough to do his own thing. Was it beneficial for the team most of the time? Absolutely. But were there times that he needed to have those handcuffs on slightly so he could, I mean, not slightly, have the handcuffs on so he couldn't do the things that he was, put those shackles on his feet so he couldn't dance? Absolutely. But the coaches realized if we try to hold him back, our defense can't be all that it can be. And I think that's the same thing that goes on here with Cade Stover. Cade Stover is going to be the perfect ideal player for that Leo position. I believe if he wants to play at the next level, which I do believe he wants to, that this is the way for Cade Stover to play at the next level in the National Football League. And by doing so, you're going to see he's going to be free. Ain't no handcuffs. Ain't no shackles on them feet. Is he going to be dancing all over the opposition week after week? After week, I'm excited to see Kate Stover play on this defense, and I do believe he is going to be huge for the Buckeyes in the fall. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you are a business owner and you would love to advertise your business here on the podcast, send me an email. Send the email to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Once again, that is jstevens317 at gmail.com. Love to hear about your business. Have you talked to the proper people that are part of the Locked On Podcast Network? And we will discuss and hopefully, hopefully come to an agreement so that we can advertise your business here on this podcast. So it may have been a week ago now, maybe two weeks, but I think it may have been a week ago now where I came on the podcast and we asked this question and I had an answer for you. Has the Ohio State Buckeye basketball team peaked? I said yes. I did not think Chris Hobo was going to make certain um, alterations to the lineups. I definitely, this. I think this came after, after ooh, what game was it? it? It came. It came after a game recently, and I, I was thinking it was a game. I know what it was. It was a game when Chris Holman used Liddell at the three, Kyle Young at the four, and Zed Key at the five. And I'm sitting here thinking, 
why are you using that lineup? And then Adam Jardy of the Columbus Dispatch ended up putting on Twitter and saying, well, that lineup was used in the Xavier game. That was a loss. And all of a sudden, you're doing this now. And I'm baffled and confused as to why Ohio State is making this move right now. And so I came on here and said, I think the Ohio State basketball team has peaked. I, I, through a lot of things that have happened this season, the injury situation, not having justice suing, uh, Michi Johnson being being hurt, um, first with the uh, facial fracture and concussion, now with the um, ankle injury, I firmly thought this team has peaked. But, but, and I'm going to tell you, this podcast is being recorded prior to the start of the game on Tuesday evening. Like I mentioned, my work schedule keeps me out of watching this game with me working nights. And so, one thing I'm curious to see when Ohio State plays Minnesota in the rest of the season, how much does Seth Russell play? We talked about him yesterday. I still believe he needs to start. And then number two, he will probably be the X factor. Or he should be, he is going to be, he is going to be the X factor for this team to go deep. We have seen what this team can do with those players that are currently constructed. Russell not getting many minutes, um, getting his run, getting his minutes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I'm very curious to see how things go because my wish for this team, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Have me come on this podcast and say, Jay came on here and said that this basketball team peaked and Jay was wrong. Make me come on here and say that. I want, I want the basketball team to. I absolutely want this team with Chris Holtman to come on here to go play the basketball and to force me, absolutely force me and say, Jay was wrong. Jay was 100% wrong. Jay thought the team has peaked. Jay thought things were um, maybe a 15 to 20. Uh, they're the 15 to 20th best team in the country. Might be a four, five, six, maybe a four or five seed. Could fall to six, seven, eight, nine, depending on how things go down the stretch. And that this team will probably not get out of the first weekend of the tournament. Prove me wrong. I, I want, I want this to happen. I want to come on here and to allow you to hear me say I was wrong. I have no problem saying that in sports. I have no problem saying that in life. Absolutely. Do it. Why do I want that to happen? Because one, it makes watching basketball games more important. Two, it makes my job more fun. And then number three, it allows us to enjoy a basketball team that has a lot of talented athletes on it, a really good head basketball coach, and the best tournament in the country, really in the world. I don't really follow much soccer, so I can't really say that. I'll say in the country. The best basketball tournament in sports, best tournament in sports in the country. And watch this basketball team go further and further and further and further deeper into the tournament. I am not here to come on the podcast to talk about another first round loss. I I am not here to do that. No, no, no. I will. I'll talk about it. I'll dissect it. But I don't want to do that. What do I want to do? Talk about the good plays. Talk about the good things. And talk about absolutely being honest, being a podcaster that has no problem admitting a fault no problem admitting that things are not ideal and that jay was wrong i'll do it and that's my wish yeah christmas was in december 25th almost two months ago 
And you may say, Jay, why are you having a wish at this time in the year? We can perfectly have wishes and uh, dreams and aspirations any time of the year. I have career goals, dreams, and aspirations that I'm working on at this minute. And one of my goals, dream, one of my wishes for this team, not really a goal, one of my wishes for this team that they that they force me, force me to acknowledge my wrong and to say they didn't peak. Their secret weapon was somebody that they hadn't used enough yet. And when they started using it, using him properly, we saw how a cookie crumbled. Guys, fun show, really enjoyable. Let's enjoy the rest of the week. It's a hump day edition of Locked on Buckeyes. Two more shows until we're going into the weekend. NBA All-Star game this weekend. It's in Cleveland. I hope all of you that are going have a fun, fun time. I've been to one dunk contest in my lifetime. Not NBA, but it was college. They are fun to watch. I'm all here for the uh, drama that is a three-point contest. Then the NBA All-Star game, I mean, it is what it is. Don't want to get too much too deep into it, but if those guys don't care, I'll watch a little bit, but I won't get fully invested if they don't want to be either. You can follow me on Twitter. i got to get out of that rant. You can follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Thank you all for making the Locked on Buckeyes podcast your first listen of every single day. Now this is the perfect time to make the Locked on Bets podcast your second listen of the day as Locked on Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. This is the Locked on Buckeyes podcast on a hump day edition. It's Jay Stevens. I'm out for the week, guys. Out for the day. I'll see y'all tomorrow.